Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome, welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, we are having a wonderful week uh, set up here. Man, what a what a whirlwind of uh, sports we had this past week. Uh, it's just training people in training camps now, and uh, things are jumping off where where we have some injuries. We got guys showing up to camp late. We got a number of things going on here in the NFL. So, um, uh, the leading the news today is uh, Deshaun Jackson has reported to camp. Uh, to the Eagles, and uh, he is the uh, he is the guy that takes the lid, the lid off the top of this thing uh, of this offense to open this offense up, and uh, he is a game breaker and a game maker. I I just can't say enough about this young man. I'm so glad he's back in camp, and um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed he didn't get uh, he didn't get the deal he wanted because. Uh, you know his his deal's not up, but he's outperformed his uh, his contract. He should pay the man, but uh, you know the uh, the the Eagles is kind of strapped right now. They just uh, brought in a bunch of uh, key players, uh, so Deshaun should be pleased with that for at least one more season. But um, I'm quite sure they're going to get something done with this guy. But uh, Deshaun's going to have to uh, hold on till that towards the end of the season when they're able to free up a little bit more money for him. I'm sure they want to make this deal right for him, and uh, and uh, uh, they will because uh, they've been throwing a lot uh, around a lot of money for uh, for these Eagles. And with the structure of the new contracts, I'm sure that he, ha- he his a- agent has told him that uh, it is uh, futile for him to sit out because the the way things are structured, it doesn't allow for him to to get the money that he want this year, but uh, he should be able to get that in the future. So, Deshaun going to have to hang in there, big dog. You're going to get your paper. Just stay healthy this year and do the things that you normally do, which uh, tear the lid off of this thing. All right, we have Terry Bolard on the air. Well, you want to come on, Terry? You hear me, sir? 
I just came on, Brother Kanal. I appreciate you inviting me on your show. Man, thanks for calling in, man. Hey, you know, I'm not even on the section of my football, my college football section, man, but I know you're a Bama guy, and I want to talk to you about them, uh, my, man, but the, the Bama, man. I, well, who's the, who's the SEC leader down south that's going to take it all this year down south? Cause you know, when I'm talking about the SEC, we're talking about the national championship, baby. What? The, who is going to do it down in the south? Is it LSU? Is it uh, Florida? Or is it Bama? I think Alabama got enough talent to run their first team and their second team to win to say I'm number one and number two. They got that much talent on their team. They could probably set a record this year for the most first and second round draft picks and going in 2012 draft. Now, uh, I know uh, you're just not talking off the top of your head just because you're from that area, but you are, you live in Atlanta right now, but you also have uh, a, a pedigree of, uh, of working with NFL players for, as an agent. Uh, Terry Boyle, you're just not talking off the top of your head. You know talent. You see talent. You understand talent. I mean, I, I, mean, I I just I want to know. Probably eight guys on Alabama team right now could probably be first, second round draft picks by all NFL scouts. And I think when you got that kind of talent and you got the kind of head coach that they have there, Alabama don't just run a college program, they run a professional program there. And those guys are very smart football players. And this man is probably one of the best recruiters in, in the country for getting great talent. Well, you know, he's he has been recruiting very well and and uh with the way the NCAA has been uh going in and ripping all these programs apart by 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 just pointing out the uh, uh violations of 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 some sorts, it's just they have to toe the line to at so many issues and uh so many rules and regs that goes with the NCAA. I hope they just stay out of stay out of the line of fire and uh continue to pump out that uh, those NFL type players because I'm, I'm loving the players they're pumping out there, including Ingram that uh, went down in New Orleans. I think he's going to do very well in New Orleans, give him that, uh, that ooh-wee effect. Well, I think uh, knowing you as a player back in the days, uh, Mr. Kennard, I think that you know talent just as well as anybody out there and watching college football. It do come from down here in the SEC conference as of now, but hey, hopefully it'll start coming from on the West Coast when they bring some of these uh, Southern guys on out there on that West Coast like they used to do back in the old days. Yes, you know, we do have some guys out here on the West Coast that still they're still bringing it, man, but you know... These guys out there in the, uh, the, the, the SEC, man, they just, they just don't stop, baby. They play game speed all the time. I love it, love it, love it. And that's NFL type play when you see guys out there putting it out there on the line like they do in the SEC. I love it, man. Well, you know, they come from down here where you either play football or uh, you don't do nothing. So, hey, basically, this is football world out here. <laughs> Man, I knew I was I was barking up the right tree talking to you about this SEC <laughs> boy. Because you know what, man, I got a few uh, a, a few Bama guys that live here in the here in the Arizona area, man, and they live and breathe nothing but talk about that darn Bama, that Bama uh, tide, baby. They just love they Bamas, baby. Well, I think down where I grew up down there, right on that uh. A Mobile, Pensacola Coast, they got potentially five guys going to be first-round draft picks right out of one little area. Really? Who's going to be the quarterback down there in, uh, in Bama this year? So right now they got a, this gentleman, I can't think of his name, but they got a 
kid coming from down by Mobile, Alabama, that they thinking could be the starter. And they got another kid. They got two guys right now competing for the starting job. So I think they're going to be splitting time to a guy taking to say his mind. Well, now, yeah, you want to tell us about the book you're writing there, Mr. Bolar? Well, I'm doing a book now uh, that I really think is really, really needed for athletes, not just football, but all across the line for the players as well as the parents. I think because of being in the industry and being an ex-athlete myself, I just see as a problem out here in the world of sports with athletes as well as it affects the parents. And most players go to play for the families. And uh, the book is based on the road to success for student athletes, not only just for the athletes, but as well for the parents to do more educational uh, information for the guys. It's almost like I call it from Genesis to Revolution, uh, Revelation. It's based on learning everything about life in general and surrounding yourself with the right people. And I think the biggest criteria of a lot of these young guys is like lottery winners. They right. get a lot of money, and next thing you know, they, they get their hands so itchy they start spending it, but they don't prepare themselves for life after the game. Right. And those are some of the things that I'm writing a book about. It's all based on understanding not only yourself from an athletic standpoint, but also becoming more educated about your finance. And that's one of the failures in most athletes' lives as well as Still buying five cars, go buy two cars. Right. Still buying three houses, buy one house. Absolutely. You know, and that's where your money goes. So it's more educational because an athlete ain't like a lawyer or a doctor or or uh, basically just an everyday uh, worker out in the corporate world where you got some kind of retirement benefits. You know, athlete plays only so many years, then he still got to go out in the real world and determine how much they're going to be able to take care of my family. So those are the things that I want to prepare guys for more at a young age. Well, you know, it's, it's, that's so refreshing to hear uh, an agent that want to help these young men to prepare themselves life after football. And these are some of the things that are needed in the, uh, uh, more so in the NFL than, ba- than baseball or basketball. But, man, it is, it is so needed. And, uh, man, I commend you for that, uh, for, for trying uh, uh, to put this product out there so these young men can learn how to, to manage their lives once they do have uh, uh, experienced success. Now, I also also want to know when are you going to send your ghostwriter out to, to, to so I can put my chapter on that. Well, it's coming it. up very soon. I think I want to uh, probably say within the next thirty to, to sixty days at max. I just kind of want to put everybody together, and I think you would be a great one to do it with because of your circumstance of being, you know, with family as well as having a son play sports. You know, it's a lot of things you can talk about as well as yourself going to the top of the game with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, winning the Super Bowl. A lot of things you can put in there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Well, hey, Terry Bullard, thanks for calling in, man. I sure appreciate you calling in, man. And and, and, and man, don't be a stranger. Call in anytime. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I really appreciate it. I definitely hope there's some people out there listening to you because you're a great man and you're going to tell them the truth. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, Terry Bullard, man. Be free, uh, feel free to call in anytime you like, big guy. I'm on Monday night, Mondays from 5 to 6 on the West Coast, big guy. Not a problem. I would definitely do that. Thank you, man. All right, that was Terry Bolar on the line. He was uh, just calling in to check in, and uh, uh, I had to break on my sequence of of things, but uh, I, I wanted to get his take on that uh, situation down there in the SEC and who is going to be the leader. But it's a dog fight every year with them down in the SEC with LSU and uh, Florida and 
uh, Arkansas, Alabama. It's just so in Tennessee. Don't oh my God, it just don't stop down there in the SEC. Now you know the Pac-12 is gonna gonna simulate some some of this uh, competitiveness uh, down here as well with this the bolstering of the Pac-10 blowing up to the Pac-12 with Utah and Colorado joining down here. So it's gonna be some some good football this year. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, man, what a refreshing thing to have a young man come on here and talk about these things uh, how these fellas is uh, blowing their blowing their fortunes uh, doing just a little too much for family but need to take care of themselves as well so they don't uh, end up flat on their backs after this uh, after the game is done all right I'd like to move on uh, we, we was talking about Deshaun Jag, uh, uh, Jackson before uh, before we took off and uh, spoke to Mr. Bolar, but when uh, we, when we come back, we're gonna be gonna talk a little bit more about the Ravens. Is uh, is talking about adding Ricky Williams to the uh, to their roster, and uh, will that be enough to get the the uh, the offensive? Yeah, man, they are just so light offensively. They got to get some more lead in the pants offensively so they can uh, blow the top off of that offense. I don't think Ricky Williams is enough to get it done. They need to get some more offensive threats out there in uh, in uh, Baltimore. So this defense is out there pouring their hearts out. And I tell you what, it's the have and have nots in the NFL. And they're getting old and they're getting old in a hurry over there on that defensive side. So this may be the last year. The, the the Baltimore Ravens may be able to hold the line out there on that defensive side of the ball. They need some help from the offense. Now, is Ricky Williams going to be the guy to get that done? I don't think so. They need to blow the top off this thing as well. You need to you need to have both a running game and a threat offensively on that uh, to blow the top off of this uh, uh, of this uh, defense uh, when you're on offense of the Baltimore Ravens. All right, we're gonna take a tic tac and bring it right back right after these messages. Come on back and join me right after these. We're gonna talk more about these Ravens and Ricky Williams. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports tired of the same mundane talk radio show boring opinions and people not knowing or telling the truth tune into the sports life with josh and otis this show is brought to you by two men who know the good the bad and the ugly of professional sports josh and otis's experience and careers in the nfl give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion tune into the voice america sports channel wednesdays at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific the sports life with josh and otis it's more than sports talk it's a way of life Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show all right welcome back from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. here we have my former co-host with us today is uh coach Al Bubba Gross is back with us, and uh, man, what's going on with you, Al? What's happening? Hey, DK, I'm just out here in Phoenix loving the fact that we got football coming back, and boy, college pros is coming back any day now. We're looking at Thursday. Wow, you know I'm 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 so uh, happy that things is uh, moving now, and uh, all most of the teams are all the teams are in training camp, and they have preseason games starting next week or this weekend, and uh, you know I, I I know you're a you're a former defensive back. We got a Dub is down again, and uh, reports come out that he's going to try to play through the season with this injury. Uh, you know this man, he's old. School, he uh, he he's uh, he's he's cut from uh, from a different cloth. He's this guys in the league that make business decisions and shut it down. But last year, uh, he hurt his ball club last year uh, be, uh, by not uh, disclosing his injury. Uh, I believe the trainers knew, but no, he wouldn't report it in to the coaches. You know, it's a, there was a problem with his uh, hip flexor, and he he got out off season surgery. Now, will this injury here help or hurt the team? Because last year, you know, that injury hurt that ball club because he was injured. Will he service the team better by not, uh, uh, by sitting out and getting this thing taken care of and maybe coming back on the second half of the season? What's your thoughts on that, Coach? Well, as as a defensive back and strong safety is playing the same position, it's going to be very uh, interesting to see how much damage he has had to that bicep. When you have a bicep, you know, that is your pulling muscle where you pull. And when you tackle, use a lot of grabbing and pulling after contact. And that's going to be something that's uh, going to be remains to be seen. And I read reports where it's a, it's a smaller tendon of the two in the muscles of the bicep. So, uh, he might be just a pain thing, but uh, I know that's going to be very difficult to play. And as far as it's hurting his team, who do we have as a backup is going to be uh, the other question. 
is if uh, a one-arm Adrian Wilson is probably better than about half of the safeties out there uh, with two good arms. So he's a former All-Pro and a great football player. Right, and that's uh, you know, so so that's some of the decisions the coaches are looking at as well as as uh, himself, you know. And when the coaches uh, come to a final decision, uh, they're having a similar decision such as yours, which is, you know, uh, a, a, a half of a Adrian uh, a dub is better than a whole one of the one of these backups that they're going to put out there. So you know, that's that's the thing that uh, our listeners have to be in tune to and understand that. Those are the decisions that that these coaches and the, the front office are are strapped with on a on a weekly basis when they're when they're looking at filling these rosters and things. What else is on the front for us? This, uh, this did you read about Ricky Williams going to the Ravens? Man, is this going to help them with their ball club? Or uh, you know they're anemic on offense and their defense has been world beaters for a long time. And you know uh, in the NFL world they're getting old. There, coach, what do you think uh, about them? Uh, getting younger uh, uh, defensively, they got to get younger, and then offensively, they need some offensive threats, man. And I, I know Ricky; he's on the back end of this thing of his career because he's uh, he's got to be in his mid thirties by now, isn't he? Yeah, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> I read where Ricky is looking to hit the eclipse of ten thousand yard mark to be the twenty sixth player to do that, which is you know, a testament to him after all his troubles and suspensions and being out of year. But I think if you get a Ricky Williams who's been with the Dolphins the last couple of years with his with his mind right, he's going to help you. And you're not going to ask him to be the every down back because you have a Ray Rice who is capable of catching 50 or 60 balls out of the backfield and running for 12 or 1,300 yards which have made uh, Willis McGahee uh, expendable. But you do have to have a, a quality backup and somebody that can come in and pound those short yards. And I think Ricky can fit well in that role if his mind is right. And I think Ozzie Newsom, uh, who I respect, have all the respect in the world for as far as uh, evaluating talent and personalities, I think he's going to help them out. Okay. How about Tebow, man? Tebow is, uh, slotted in right now. The rosters just came out and he slotted at the, at the, uh, the Broncos number two quarterback. And, uh, um, he, uh, come on, man. You, you gonna start this guy or you gonna sit this guy down? Uh, you, you got a problem with Tebow, man? What's, what's your major malfunction with Tebow? Well, Tebow is uh, is a college quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, He's a a winner in college. (laughs) He came in the last few games, you know, when when it's nothing ball to everybody, you know, they were out of the playoffs. They fired the coach. Uh, Kyle Orton had a great season. But here's the thing with Tim Tebow. Uh, When your jersey's the number one selling jersey in the league uh, Mm -hmm. as as a rookie, uh, they're going to give you every opportunity to come out there and play. Now, I've heard where John Elway saw a couple practices and took <laughs> took Kyle Orton off the market with Denver with uh, with the uh, Miami Dolphins and said, well, "No, I can't leave my team." Uh, you know, resting their laurels on Tim Tebow and him not paying out, and then I don't have anybody to uh, come in here and move this offense. So uh, let's give Denver credit for hiring John Elway after the Josh McDaniel thing blew up in their face and and getting somebody who's going to make some good decisions for the Broncos. 
You know, Coach, you always give me a different spin on things when when you looking uh, from the eyes of a, a defensive back at uh, 20, 30 yards deep in the backfield or the defensive backfield and you reading the quarterback and and, and, and and the things you see from back there is different from what I see when I'm I'm picking up blitzes. I'm 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 doing a dual read and and uh, I'm trying to switch a switch old uh, uh, switch D uh, D line with a defensive end that's coming around the loop and and, and I'm trying to trip up a, a linebacker that's trying to get through the gap. I'm doing it. I'm multitasking, Leslie. <laughs> Boy, I'm multitasking like a bug. But I tell you what, you see things differently from back there and um, the throwing motions and them giving away their reads when, when they, they, they don't look off a guy and they staring the guy down. You reading that quarterback body, you, and you've been trained in, in, in the film room the, prior to the game on, on a guy like T-Bone. Is Tebow tipping off where he's throwing the ball? Is or he doesn't have that uh, looking a guy off uh, deal yet? Uh, what is his major malfunction, Coach? Well, you know, Tim Tebow's. First of all, he's a left-hander, so you got to treat left-handers a little bit differently because they they favor a certain side, you know, the opposite side of the field. Then you take the fact that he's a big, strong guy, and he's probably. Just is, is adept at running, but you're not. He's not. You're not going to play Tim Tebow like your classic Tom Brady or Peyton Manning pocket passer. He's going to be moving on the on the move. They're probably going to do some uh, call plays to roll him out. A lot of play action. Third and long is going to be the time when they're going to they're going to gang up and blitz Tim Tebow like they would any inexperienced quarterback. But the thing of with Tim Tebow is. You got to keep him in the pocket because he can run and, and, and get you eight to ten yards that way, and that's where some of the intangibles of Tim Tebow can come into play and hurt a team. But I'm I'm gonna if I'm Denver, I'm not gonna go with the uh, Tim Tebow. I'm gonna go with Kyle Orton. I think he gives you a better opportunity to win right now. Man, I hear you, man. And, uh, uh, you know, I hear all these wonderful things about what kind of a person this young man is. And, uh, and, uh, I'm, that's not my main concern, but, uh, I got fans that, that, uh, that, that, that uh, write in and, and, and they blog me about how, how they got, uh, uh, Tebow. They love their daughter to, rent, to marry a, a good Christian man like him. And, man, at, at camp, they got the, they have parents is uh, offering their child up, their daughters uh, up to this man, and man, you know what, man, I got a major problem with offering my daughter or my granddaughter up to the man, but uh, 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 but I'm sure he's a nice man and all that good stuff. But uh, what about football, man? Is 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 he going to pan out to be a excellent uh, pro football player, or he was just was a great collegiate football player, coach? Well, I tell you what, I have never yet seen an all-pro category for the guy I'd most like to have my daughter marry. So <laughs> we, could, we, could throw, <laughs> we could throw that one out the window. I'm sure we do want character guys on the football field, but the main thing you want is somebody that can help your team win. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, the jury's still out. There's a, you know, the jury's still out on Tim Tebow and, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. But right now, it doesn't look like he's the guy in Denver. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's just my mess with my spin on it. I don't see him as being an effective 16 game, take you to the playoffs, deep in the playoffs type of quarterback at this point.
Okay. Now, we have uh, uh, LaShore from the Lions has just been declared. He's done for the year. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that he tore his knee or did something like, uh, 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 what is the, what are they going to do about, uh, about replacing this young man? And, uh, uh, this guy, uh, his defensive end, uh, Cliff Arvo during the 11 on 11 drill in practice, he, uh, thudded him up with, and walked off. Everyone said he didn't even know he fell on the ground until after the, everybody blew the whistle. But LaShaw was carted off the field and uh, the practice field after being attended to by the trainers. And, uh, shoot, man, uh, golly, man, this is, uh, this is definitely a big hole to fill on that defense. Well, you know, this is hey rookie, welcome to the NFL time uh, for a lot of these guys. Uh, you're going to have injuries right now, DK. As you know, it happens mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. You know, certain guys are going to get freak injuries, then you're going to have guys get injuries because they didn't come in ready to go and in shape. Uh, you know, there's just no way you're going to combat injuries. It's going to happen in football, and unfortunately, uh, they happen early in the season. And fortunately, this year with this crazy free agent market and over 500 players being on the market and guys being released time and, you know, time again to get under the cap space, they're going to have cut downs. You still have an opportunity if you have a big hole that's uh, a big glaring hole, you still have to look at that wire and you could and can come up with a replacement. Hopefully, if if you do it now, you can get somebody and learn their offense or the defensive scheme rather than later uh, right. after his skills, and it's going to take you a while. Okay, man. Well, we're going to take a take a tic tac and bring it right back here. We're going to come back and talk about some AJ Green from the Browns and see if he's the real deal with Coach Owl Bubba Gross. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports football and so much more is the focus of planet gridiron with damian anderson join the former arizona cardinals running back for a show that mixes well a little bit of everything damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and, of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. 
We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We have our special guest today, uh, Coach Al Bubba Gross. Hey, Al, we got uh, A.J. Green. That's uh, that, I believe that's the wide receiver that went out to the – he's not the not the uh, uh, Browns, but the uh, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe that is Ocho Cinco's replacement. Am I correct? It sure is. I mean, they went young. They went uh, in the second round, and they got Andy Dalton from from TCU. Uh, doesn't look like we're going to see Carson Palmer back in Cincinnati. So they're uh, they they brought in a veteran, and they're going with the uh, youth movement in Cincinnati on offense. It looks like, and uh, we're going to find out how good. Mr. A.J. Green is when he's going up against grown men in that bump and run coverage. Uh, he's a great talent, but uh, we'll see. We, we have to wait and see how good he really is. Yeah, we are going to have to wait and see, Coach. But you know what, man? This uh, this young man, they say uh, he was taunted as, as coming out as, as a draft pick, a first-round draft pick, that he is the real deal. He's polished. And uh, the, the, the sources say during camp right now, he proves during camp right now that he is the real deal. And uh, sources, my sources say that he's this young man is having an awesome camp and uh, and he's a wonderful talent. And uh, you know, I, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at this division here, man. You got uh, you got the Bengals. You got. Uh, uh, you know, you you got Pittsburgh, Baltimore, man. You talking about lights wow. out division, boy? You got to You better bring it, <laughs> go hard, or stay in the yard in this division, big fella. They ain't got no. <laughs> Even Cleveland, you can't go to sleep on Cleveland going up in the dog pound, big dog. No, you know Cleveland's going to be improved also. So you know Mike Holmes, this is his first year with his own pan pick coach. So we'll see. We're going to see uh, what Mike Brown and and old Marvin Lewis has. You know, has that that division. You know, we didn't see Cincinnati becoming a playoff team a couple of years ago, and they ended up in winning that division. So, you know, what's what we love about the NFL? You don't never really know until about midway through the season where everybody's going to stand. 
You know, and and this is the parody that's been uh, created by the NFL uh, uh, owners and the players' associations negotiations. It's it's the parody. You never know who's gonna win it at, from year to year, and you gotta show up, show up and play the game. You just can't show up. You better play, or boy, you gonna go home a sad puppy. <laughs> You know, you look at a team schedule and you go, oh, this could be a win, this going to be a win, this going to be a win. And sometimes those teams that you think that made the playoffs last year, they they end up not letting us take Minnesota and the Cowboys last year. Who would have thought that uh, both teams who went late, deep into the playoffs the year prior were going to end up firing both head coaches and coming up with a bunch of, you know, with with – with the situation that they had. So, you know, right. every team is an injury or two away or a team is uh, is a surprise player and a healthy ball club from going to the playoffs. Wow. Well, you know, I want to move on to the NFC East, man. Now, the NFC East has some interesting things happening there with the Eagles being the the uh, the leaders of, of this division right now just on paper because of all the talent they just accumulated or this quick offseason that they just had these past two weeks, uh, well, a week and a half. And now, uh, uh, who will you take to take the NFC uh, East uh, to make the wild card spot to get into the playoffs at the the Giants, the Cowboys, or is it the Redskins? Well, I don't see. I see the Cowboys being the number two team based on paper. But let's let's remember that the Cowboys were way above the cap in the uncapped year last year, and they had to dump considerable talent. I mean, when you let a Marion Barber go, uh, Roy Williams is uh, uh, you know not that big of a drop off, but they right. had to let some key players. Out of Dallas, just to get down to the to the uh, salary cap level, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see what with a healthy Tony Romo, and if he can stay healthy, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with them. I don't really anticipate the Giants. To, you know, there's a lot of discontent in that locker room. You got OCM and Europe wanting to get out. Uh, you know, they got the young rookie they got on defense broke his foot the other day. Right, draft choice. Uh, Tom Coughlin, uh, you know, I don't know how much of a vote of confidence that he has other than the fact that he's three years removed from winning the Super Bowl. Right. But, uh, I don't see the Giants and Redskins really doing anything. And uh, it's it's just year after year you see the rich get richer in the organization, <laughs> like the Baltimores, the Phillies. The, uh, the the Steelers, the same teams in the same front offices uh, team to come up and make a splash in free agency and fill holes and 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 look like the team they look like one of the teams to beat in the NFC. Well, you know, you uh, let me give you a little something, something. You got John Brock as the starter, and then you got Rex Grossman as the uh, the uh, backup quarterback in uh, in uh, uh, the D.C. Washington Redskins, and, um, and I the two guys at these these uh, these non uh, prolific uh, throwers uh, quarterbacks are, uh, and John Brock. I, I don't know where the heck John Brock. Where he come from, man? <laughs> Well, if you're if you're the microwave ownership of, <laughs> of the Washington Redskins, Daniel Snyder, you can't be too happy about it. you let Donovan McNabb out of there to go with uh, Rex Grossman, who was run out of run out of Chicago. 
Uh, he's really good friends with uh, Shanahan's son, who's the offensive coordinator. And then you got John Brock, who's about as popular as those quarterbacks down in Miami right about now. Wow, <laughs> man. They've done in the league. They've done absolutely zero in the league. And, and you're going to base – we saw how teams who didn't have quarterbacks struggled. I think you're going to see a meltdown in the nation's capital with the Washington Redskins. Yeah, they are. Are not happy down there, big guy. They are not happy, and uh, this this uh, the owner's been spending a ton of money with no results, and uh, it's a, it's a, just a public outcry for them to uh, do something, yeah, uh, do it or get off the pot. And right now, it doesn't on paper it don't look good there. And uh, with the, with the all the actions the 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 Eagles are doing, and uh, uh, you know it don't look good up in the, the G Men land up in. Uh, uh, New York, and then uh, the Cowboys, you know, they lost a ton of talent, like you said, so, you know, it, it looks like a clear-cut uh, a, a runway right to the uh, to the Super Bowl for the for the uh, Eagles if they can stay healthy and they can bring all that talent together in a short period of time. They have a real short period of time to get this talent to click together as a, as a cohesive unit, and uh, I, I'm going to be ex- uh, excited to see them uh, on, uh, on the field here shortly uh, in the preseason. They're going to have to get these guys on and off the field, uh, uh, but, but keep them healthy. But they they got to they mesh together. And, and don't you agree, Coach? Yeah, you, you know, that's the key right now. And, and then the advantage is going without the off-season training programs and the, and the OTAs and the MBZs and the NYCs <laughs> and all that stuff we yeah. during the year because of the strike. You have to favor the teams with the veteran quarterbacks and the teams that have the lines, offensive lines that have come back, or if you have a veteran defensive unit that you can rely on until your offense catches up. Those are the teams that's going to come out the box looking the best. You don't necessarily need to play a lot of guys in preseason. You can get a good look at some of your backup guys. So the advantage goes to... You know, those teams that have had guys together for a long time. And the fact also is that you got a stable in, 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 in a locker room with leadership amongst the players that some of these other teams are still trying to figure out. Right. Well, you know, man, uh, we, we got a situation that happened here recently with, with, uh, a Red Bomber from the Vikings. Uh, he's the backup quarterback to, uh, to uh, uh, D Mac Donovan McNabb uh, in in Minnesota land, and he was arrested on drunken driving charges over this weekend. And uh, man, what a blow! Dick Locker? No, this his name is Red Bomber. Oh, Red Bomber. Oh, uh, he's had a, he'd be Red Bomb right on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, he give me yourself right to his waiver wire. Well, because you know, come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just, I was just wondering how close in the lineup was he up to to that uh, number two position? Because we know that uh, they, they they gave uh, they gave Mac Daddy way too much money in order in order for uh, Bomber to because Bomber who is who's behind uh, Mac Daddy. Uh, you got the uh, rookie that they got in from Florida State that they drafted, Christian Ponder. They drafted him in the first round. 
He's the backup. He's going to so, be the best. He's the Donovan Nav is, is the today quarterback. He's the quarterback of tomorrow. And when your job is going to be to hold the clipboard and be the emergency third-string quarterback and you get a DUI, there's a lot of guys <laughs> that can fill that spot. <laughs> oh, man, I see your I see your position in that, Coach, man. You know, you shut me down on this kid right away, and uh, I sure I sure hate to go on that note, but we're going to have to take a tic-tac and bring it right back, and we're going to talk more with Coach Al Bubba Gross from Under the Helmet with DK. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you feel the need for speed whatever your addiction nascar indycar nhra formula one or even lawnmower racing pit pass usa has got you covered larry henry here host of pit pass usa i put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel the opening kickoff is a beauty it's a fly ball deep right field that goes o'neill he's at the shot got it with 2.8 seconds left to left i don't care where they put him this one is out of here from high school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show welcome back from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. hey we were just talking about the, uh, the Vikings with uh, Donovan McNabb, and we're moving on. And, uh, geez, you know, talking about uh, uh, the G-Man, they, they lost a cornerback uh, with the uh, 
the New York Giants lost a cornerback for two months with a broken foot, and boy, they sure need this young man to come out and perform. And they, they, you know, gave him gave him his contract. He got his deal done, and he's in camp and breaks his foot. Man, what a hard break uh, they're having there in, in New York, and uh, with all the dissension they're having with the players. Uh, 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 and it's just uh, so much infighting going on. You know, I, they're not going to be prepared to fight against nobody else. There's so much infighting with uh, amongst themselves. Yeah, you have Brandon Jacobs uh, a little upset when then you got uh, uh, they, you got the battle over who's going to be the number one running back. That uh, they do have a constant in Eli Manning, and the only thing I can say for them is if they get some good offensive line play, there's hope. But uh, other than that, I don't see anybody on that offense. They, Steve Smith still hasn't been signed. I don't see they got Hakeem Nix. I will give him that. He's been a good receiver for them. But can they stop anybody on defense is a question because they're not the same team they were was when they beat the Patriots for the Super Bowl with that dominating defense. Yes, and uh, they have that uh, talented defensive end that uh, won out of there as well. And uh, man, uh, I, I thought the sandwich man. Oh yeah, the subway sandwich guy. Man, you got to they got to get that man signed or, or let him go, man. What, what's the what's the problem with that? Oh, OCU Manura. Also, oh, yeah. He said, Jerry Reese, he said the general manager promised him to renegotiate his contract if he played the last one out, and Jerry Reese said he didn't say that. And there's been a big fight going on ever since. And they said they were going to trade him, try to trade him. And then now they took him, they took the trade, uh, they told him he can work his own trade if he can get a trade that, you know, fit their, fit their needs and their, their liking that they would have, uh, honor the trade. But then they took it off the table the other day. So let's see what happens. I'm not in favor of having anybody on my team and in my locker room that doesn't want to be there. So if you can get a second-round draft choice or an offensive lineman or trade it, I'm going to do something to get something for a guy rather than have him screw up my locker room. I think you're on the right track, Coach. you got to get the guy out of there. If you don't want to be here, you need to go. And uh, I think he's overstayed his welcome this time for the young man to go. And uh, But he's an awful good talent. And I see what they're, the business sense of what they're trying to do is they're trying to get something for the young man opposed to getting nothing because he does have some value. And, but uh, but uh, he's still under contract. So there, there, there's some things that the other teams cannot do and violate uh violate their negotiating rules is when when you got a guy already under contract. Yeah, it's kind of like the situation that Paul that Mike Brown has got up with Carson Palmer, you know, what do you do when you have a guy who doesn't want to be there? Yeah. You know, yeah. You make some choice, tough choices and uh the key is is that you see the good teams they don't let that situation they don't let it get to that point. Right. Uh, you very rarely find the good teams the good organizations, you haven't, when was the last time you've seen anybody on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, Philadelphia Eagles, the same teams keep seem to keep their guys happy and keep them playing on the football field. Yeah, they, they, they keep their guys happy. That's good. That's a good, uh, good front office they, they have in there. Hey, but you got the Atlanta Falcons uh, that's possibly the beast of the South, uh, NFC, uh, you know, 
they have a Julio Jones. They say he's already listed as the starter, and uh, he's having an awesome camp uh, by all accounts. Uh, man, I'm I'm just not ready to give this guy or the Falcons the crown down in the South, but uh, I don't see much improvement uh, uh, from the Saints, uh, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, offensively, I see some improvement. Uh, defensively, they, they got a draft pick out of Cam Jordan. Uh, right out, right here from Arizona, uh, uh, but he played down in uh, Cal Berkeley. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of jumped. What he playing from Cal Berkeley? Cal Berkeley. You know, they're in the Pac-10. They're in the Pac-10. Come on, baby. I'm trying to give him a little love. Trying to give him a little love. He's not Southern Cal. I know he's not Southern Cal player or Arizona. You know, no, but we no, got no. <laughs> give him a little love. Give the man a little love. Yeah, no, no, we know his dad. We know his dad is a member of the, uh, of the the players' association here, the retired players. So we got to give him a little love. Cam Jordan and the, and his dad, uh, uh, Mr. Jordan. So let's hope he's going to help out with that pass rush they got a half down there. Yes, yes. And, and that's about all I can say about that as far as Gump would say. But uh, it, uh, Atlanta looks uh, awful hot now. So uh, I don't uh, I don't see nobody uh, uh, unseating the NFC South uh, with uh, with Atlanta at the helm. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Coach? Well, we really have to be careful. Uh, because we saw a young Tampa Bay Buccaneer team come on last year and barely missed the playoffs and finished real very strong. Uh, they finished ten and six with Josh Freeman as a young quarterback and some dynamic wide receiver and, and some. Uh, they went and got some running backs. Uh, they got rid of Cadillac Williams and those guys, and they're coming with some new running backs. And they they have a young uh, Raheem Morris is one of the young and coming dynamic coaches. He kind of puts me in the mind of Mike Tomlin, the way he commands that locker room and being a young guy. And then the Saints, you know, if the Saints can stop somebody, that's another team that their offense is really pretty much you don't have to, you can throw them out on the field and they've been together for three or four years now with Drew Brees that that cast of wide receiver is going to do it now and then you got they jettisoned Reggie Bush mm-hmm. and and got uh, the guy from Alabama the Heisman Trophy winner from the, the right the, the removed they got him who's a big strong young Emmett Smith type looking running back who catched the ball out of the backfield so Ingram. see what they did what what's his name. Ingram. Mark Ingram. Now, yeah, you know? that's right. That's Mark Ingram. Let's see what they can do. On, now, their thing is going to be, can they stop anybody on the defensive side? Right, right. You know, and that's going to be the key. And, boy, I tell you, man, that's going to uh, – that, that, I thought that the the Tampa Bay, man, Buccaneers had uh, – they, they were overachievers, and they had the coach that was a great motivator. But uh, – and, he man, he had those guys ready to run through a brick wall. They run through a fire a – fi- a wall of fire. And because when he got done talking to them boys, man, they, they'll kill – they're going there kill their mamas when he was done talking to them. But... But uh, I thought he was just a great motivator, and those guys were overachievers, and and uh, they they overachieved last year. But I think it's gonna settle down, and and uh, 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 thing they're gonna realize where they are and who they are, and they're gonna be exactly who I thought they were. 
<laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, here's, the thing, here's the thing, Does Here's one something that people don't also look at. When you finish and you mm-hmm. stink it up one year, you get a favorable schedule. You get the lower end of the of the conference players, so your schedule mm-hmm. looks a lot better as opposed to when you're the top one of the top teams. They're going to continue to put you with the top teams of other other divisions. And right. they want, you know, they want to get that TV matchup as much as they can. So right. the teams that, uh, when you sneak up on people one year, that schedule is not going to be as kind to you the following year. That is You're correct. You're not going to be playing those, uh, you know, those bottom feeder teams. Uh, and get you four or five. You can look at the schedule and say, well, four or five wins we know we're going to get. Uh, and then when you got six of your games coming against quality opponents in your own conference, and uh, the only team that you're going to have a break with in that conference is Carolina, and, and we don't know how good Cam Newton's going to be and the way that their new head coach is going to put that team together. So you really got to play three. You know, there's four games you got to you got to knock down, drag out with uh, division opponents. Right. Uh, that's wow. going to be the thing when you got a good conference like that. Well, we're at that part of the show where we get to do our plugs, and, and uh, I wanted to just put out there that we got ProEdgePerformance.com. Check that out. Get your moms, your dads, your kids, your your, your sports teams out there to get your workouts. That's uh, ProEdgePerformance.com with D- uh, Derek Kennard Jr. out in 56 in Oakland and Chandler, Arizona. We also have Blueprint Education uh, where where I am as a, 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 a Kids of Central uh, at 1801 South Central Street in Phoenix, Arizona. We also have AZ Pop Warners is kicking off this weekend uh, all around all around the valley. So check in at uh, ArizonaPopWarner.com and check that out, website out and find out where your location for sign-ups are this week. And we have Al, Coach Al Gross. You have something you want to plug, sir? Well, we have Hitman Sports Training. We're going in our, to our third year here in Phoenix and we just, we just uh, say log down to Hitman Sports Training. And, you know, check us out. That's awesome, Coach. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. And, man, feel free to give a call in at any time to be on the My show point. on Monday nights. Yeah. And, man, I want to talk to you more about some of this stuff. So I'm going to give you a call when I get out in the car, big guy. All right. I'm looking for it. All right, man. Take care. All right. Thanks for joining us on Sport uh, Pro uh, Kid from Under the Hammer with Derek Kennard. Thank you. And uh, be- see you next week. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.